Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio, where I got to interview my beautiful friend and Melbourne-based naturopath and hypnotherapist, Jasmine Gilbert. She consults all around Australia and has a mission to help people understand their body and mind so they can achieve their health, both physically and mentally. She specializes in gut health and anxiety and the intricate link between the gut and the brain. So rather than just alleviating symptoms, she wants to find the root cause of your health imbalances. I loved hearing about Jasmine's journey to finding her path and purpose that she's on now and just how powerful the skills are that she uses. I know you're going to love this week's episode and please leave a review or share it with a friend who would benefit. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Well, I'm really excited to introduce to you all this week's guest on Relaunch My Life Radio, my dear longtime friend and expert in all things health, naturopathy, hypnotherapy. We're going to have a really fun conversation this morning. How are you, Jasmine? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Yay. So, you know, we go way back and so... (laughs) really fun we for those of you who don't know we're actually long time friends we've known each other since school since we were about 10 or 11 is it mm, yeah 10 or 11 we've been on lots of different journeys and obviously both relaunched our lives several times over those 25 nearly years wow so <laughs> so for those of you who haven't met you before tell us a bit about who you are and what you do in the world yeah so as juliet said i'm adelaide born and raised but I live in Melbourne now with my partner, James, and my little miniature sausage dog, Charlie. I am a naturopath and a hypnotherapist. So I work online now because of Melbourne lockdown. And I help people with anxiety, gut issues, hormone health, and things like that. Mm, I'm excited to dive into that. And I can already kind of get the sense that those things are all very much linked. Mm. So it makes sense that you work on all of those areas. So can you tell us a bit, one of the questions I love to ask people on my podcast is tell us about how you have relaunched your life. Yeah, sure. So it's been a long journey. It's, it's not a story that I woke up one day and, you know, realized that, I wasn't living life in alignment with myself and, and changed everything about it. It's really been quite a slow burn. So if I track it back, it really started just with a conversation and I was talking to a friend. I wanted to go back and study. I was very young. I was about 21 at the time and I wanted to study dietetics because I was interested in food, but I didn't realise how much of a lack of awareness I actually had of nutrition and health at the time. And she said to me, do you know much about naturopathy? It could be a much broader education and have, you know, different kind of career options for you. 
And I said, no. And so I went off to a open day for a naturopathy degree and kind of on a whim, I just signed up for it. So my, yeah, my awareness of it was very limited. I was kind of just had this curiosity and it was really within that journey of studying and then beginning to practice back in end of 2013 and then having my own health crises that have then sort of set me on a different path and helped me evolve to where I am now, which is a very different place from, you know, all the way back then 15 years ago and then all the way back then from when I qualified and and through that journey as well. It's been, um, yeah, a long process. Mm, So can you elaborate a little bit on your health crises and also having studied this and I guess awakening your awareness around what naturopathy even was, how your perspective around health and wellness has evolved? Yeah, so I think, again, if I track back to, you know, the beginning of my health crisis, it would really be towards the end of my degree, actually. I uh, was studying full-time, working full-time and you know, really busy, obviously. And I think looking back, that's where a lot of my problems have stemmed from, this need to be busy, this need to do everything, a need to, you know, kind of have my worth defined by how busy I am and how how much I can do for everybody. You know, I want to be everything to everybody. And rather than you know, take that time for myself and be okay with slowing down and, yeah, not needing to get everything done all at once. So around then, um, obviously, that was going on. And really just one morning I woke up in a panic attack and I'd never experienced anxiety. I honestly had never experienced anxiety before. It was such a shock to me. Uh, I didn't know what was happening. I I just felt like I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. I was just this feeling of dread had taken over me and I I just felt like I can't do anything. Like I, I didn't even have any conscious thoughts about like this is the end or, you know, I just, I was like I was frozen. It was that full fight or flight freeze response. And so... Being me and being very curious about my health, uh, I actually saw a naturopath and a hypnotherapist at the time. And I started taking some herbs to support my nervous system, reduce my stress response. The hypnotherapist that I saw, it was a very good experience in that it was, you know, I walked in as someone who I had actually started developing these anxiety attacks almost daily for what I could discern as being no particular reason. You know, I kind of would just wake up feeling so overwhelmed, but I couldn't, you know, pinpoint a reason why. So it was good in the sense that it helped me relax but it was not good in the sense that it didn't help me identify the reasons why I was feeling like this. So those two things together really, you know, helped me feel so much better and I stopped having panic attacks and that was great, but I didn't learn the lesson. So that meant that I did it again. (laughs) 
and I got myself back into this, you know, similar situation later down the track, um, which, you know, me might be seen as ironic considering that I was helping people with similar things as a naturopath, you know, helping them to identify where stress was really um, not serving them and impacting, you know, other aspects of their body but I couldn't see it in myself at all. And so, you know, fast forward a few years, I'm back there again. I'm anxious. I developed celiac disease. So, you know, really it's very clear to me now that that was, you know, stress had switched on that autoimmune response in my body. Um, And so I went down the same path. I knew that I would feel a lot better if I... It took my herbs, I went back to the same hypnotherapist, but I still wasn't seeing that I wasn't addressing the root of this. Like, why am I getting myself into these situations where I do feel like I need to be doing all of the things? So honestly, if I really think about it, I don't think that I was able to integrate that lesson until last year 2020 when we went into a lockdown in Melbourne so as we entered that period I was working as a naturopath in clinic I was managing a gym full-time I was teaching body attack classes you know obviously trying to maintain a social life I was just spread so thin and just keeping everything afloat. And I really enjoyed everything that I did, but I didn't see how I was burning myself to the ground until I was forced to stop. So that was a real turning point. And within that year, I guess there was a lot of introspection, time to slow down and really think about what I want to be, how I want to be living my life, And that's when I got in touch with you, Juliet, and asked about studying hypnotherapy because we had had a conversation slightly before, just before uh, lockdown about the way Evolve and Relaunch teach hypnotherapy. And as I've said, you know, the couple of experiences that I'd had were good in the sense that I felt relaxed, but they weren't good in the sense that it hadn't gotten to the root of my problems. So I knew that with Evolve and Relaunch, we would be looking at hypnotherapy in a different way that wouldn't be script-based, where I could help others and help myself to, you know, figure out where the core issues are and shift them. So then I started... I I love that, actually, because we had dinner... I think, and then you went home about a week or two after, and I think that's when your lockdown started. So we yeah. had this beautiful conversation at dinner. And then I was so heartfelt towards you and I felt so much, you know, love for you knowing, I, I think I sent you a message and I said, if you go into lockdown, I'm sending you a care package. And mm-hmm. there was a little part of me that when I sent you that care package, I was like, shall I send Jasmine a book? Mm-hmm. And it's always this funny moment when I send someone my book because I'm like, 
I know that there'll be some sort of seed or something with it. And I was like, yeah, stuff, I'll send you a book. And, and, and then I really like when, when you kind of opened more, you know, for us, we know the difference between our hypnotherapy course and, and other hypnotherapy providers. And so of course we're going to sound biased and really passionate, but when you did indicate that you were interested in studying with us and then the borders opened and you were able to get here to study with us, it was just the most beautiful turn of events because I'm so grateful that you could appreciate the getting to the root and also really being able to dynamically adapt the skills to your, your client as well. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been been a huge journey but it was very very I remember you doing a lot of knitting as well during your yeah. lockdown, which is probably not something that woman that needed to do everything all the time and be busy all the time would have given herself time to do right no, what other absolutely things, yeah what other things did you learn about yourself or have you learned about yourself in this last sort of 18 months of Melbourne being pretty much in lockdown for majority of the time yeah well I guess it was uncovering some of those um issues I guess that had led me to be living this life like when I look back on it and having that reflection on how I kept learning the same lessons over and over because I wasn't seeing the core issues I you know had a few aha moments like why am I like tying my worthiness or my sense of self-worth to being busy or to being a people pleaser and, you know, doing everything for everybody else and not listening when my body is like screaming to me, like it was screaming. And when I look back at it now, I just think that's crazy because, you know, I was like when this was getting really bad, like probably 2016 or so, I was, you know, working as a naturopath. I remember clients from back then, you know, helping them to turn their lives around from very similar issues to me, which is, funny because I do think that we sometimes attract you know the lessons that we need to learn but I was still had my <laughs> blinkers on and not seeing how it was relative to myself um so yeah some big internal lessons and just being able to yeah appreciate slowing down and being okay with being in more of that yin energy. So I think the way I lived life previously was very yang, like do, 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 achieve, achieve, um, and very little yin, um, very little just taking time to just be and actually be okay with it, you know. Like sometimes we fall into this trap of thinking downtime needs to be productive. We need to do something in that downtime, but... Uh, after almost 18 months of being in and out of lockdown, I'm much better at just being like, hey, you know, I wasn't as productive as I want to be today and that's okay. So that's been that's been a change. Mm, definitely. I, it, I had even glimpses. I mean, we didn't go into as many lockdowns as you, but similarly I, I had moments when I was in lockdown where I felt almost like there was there were addictions being broken. You know, if you can't just go out and do all the time, then then you need to be with yourself. And I think that's so powerful that you got those lessons and you got that healing mm. through it and that you've had this capacity as well to really relaunch your whole service offering, which may not have even happened, right? If if the last 18 months hadn't have occurred. So now that you're a naturopath that blends hypnotherapy, how how does that really work in your session? So what sort of things do you help your clients with mm. linking the naturopathy and, and hypnotherapy? 
Yeah, so I wanted to really niche into helping people. I think that's that's natural. We like to help people through things that we've experienced because particularly with things like anxiety and, you know, long-term kind of lingering gut issues, I just don't want people to suffer for so long. Like so many people come in experiencing these things for 10, 20 years without, you know, one, they've tried to seek help and nothing's, you know, really been effective or two, they're kind of just managing to get through life. And I really, really feel passionate about helping people understand what they're going through and changing it. So um, it does depend, of course, on the person, whether we use naturopathy, whether we use hypnotherapy or both. I love to use both because there's always some physical element and some, you know, root mental emotional element too. And when we can really hit it from both angles and really understand those root causes and shift them, um, then it's quite profound because as I said, you know, with naturopathy, it can be really good for the, for the physical like let's talk about something specific I don't know like a gut issue you know like IBS irritable bowel syndrome a lot of people will come in and there are a lot of physical changes that have happened to their gut so they'll have an imbalanced gut microbiome perhaps they're not making stomach acid these sorts of things that can be changed by herbs and supplements and diet but there's often, and you know, there is this, such a strong link between the gut and the brain. There's often an element, some emotional or anxiety response happening as well. So, without really getting to the root of that, it can be a case where people get a lot better and then they come back, you know, like myself, like they keep having the same health crisis in different ways over and over until they've gotten to the bottom of it. So, where we can come from both angles and yeah repair very holistically that mind body connection that's the sweet spot definitely and i i'm sure taking all of that into account you know how we do anything is how we do everything and so i think it's very easy for people to try and go somewhere and get one solution for one issue but they're interlinked and so if you can work with the mental the emotional the physical you know it's it's not just one thing or the other. And I just had a flashback actually when you were talking earlier about when you made the decision to study naturopathy. I, I remember you actually telling me, I think we were about 20 and this was when we actually both lived in Melbourne at the same time in our 20s and we worked in the same workplace for a while as well. And I remember you telling me about that conversation that you'd had about the difference between learning to be a dietitian or learning to be a naturopath. And it just felt so 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 like it made so much sense and I can still remember though those young girls that we were that would count calories (laughs) and kilojoules and we would get excited if we had enough (laughs) calories left to be able to have a Freddo frog like there there were some real concerning (laughs) perspectives around health you know obviously Mm. as a collective our awareness around health and wellness has really shifted a lot in the last 15 to 20 years Mm. have you noticed that as well around people's openness around working on more mental emotional issues as well especially I suppose in the last 18 months 
Yeah, I do think as well, it's hard to gauge because I guess back then for us, I mean, yeah, obviously we thought we were doing the right thing, but we just had this complete lack of awareness yeah. guess, about nutrition. We thought health was how skinny you are. Not yes. <laughs> That's not a good recipe. <laughs> and, you know, we're eating a lot of artificial um, sugars and things that were probably doing some underlying damage to the gut and whatnot thinking you're doing the right thing. So it was a real kind of lack of awareness, if I can speak for both of us there. Um, but it's, so it's hard to say now because a lot of the people that come to me already have a really good understanding, like a basic understanding about nutrition um, and awareness that their mental and emotional health is impacting on their body. So I don't know whether the people that I'm seeing are unique or if it's more representative of a larger population it's so hard to say because you know the uh, if it's just because they're that's why they found me because they have recognized that mm. I can help with them xyz so I don't know there is a lot more awareness and, and information and education around it I would mm. definitely Day. Uh, I think social media, you know, whilst it can have its downsides, I think in terms of educating and spreading information, it's 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 quite powerful in that way, which is really cool. Uh, yeah. So I think you know it's so cool that you're able to offer this blend of of services, and and it's not just you know one approach that you can actually draw upon. And I love the fact that you say that you love to to do both, and um, and I think that's really powerful for your clients as well. And so I'm curious then for you, what kind of advice would you have for people who are listening? Maybe people who are still in lockdown, maybe struggling a bit with it, or people who are just having a bit of an issue with you know with their health or even anxiety what sort of advice have you got for people who are at that stage in their journey seek help yeah <laughs> um, I think <laughs> for me uh and you know this was kind of like tied to some of those deeper issues like I've always I always felt like I had to do everything by myself and you know just figure it out um where it's it's so much easier to have an objective person be able to lead you along the way. You don't need to figure it out by yourself. So, um, you know, sometimes people can be dissuaded by seeing a doctor or maybe a practitioner that they don't gel with or is dismissive or, you know, kind of brushes aside their problems. If you feel like that, don't be dissuaded, like see somebody else because I think that happens way too often. People are just kind of written off as it's normal. It's normal to be tired all the time. You know, you've got anxiety, you just have to live with it, you know, kind of this dismissive attitude where I really believe that there is always a cause. Like a body just doesn't do these kind of things for no reason. Mm. Um, there is a cause and it pains me that people live for so long just thinking that this is how it is now um, when it's so not. <laughs> well, I mean, um, and I suppose also or that their only choice is to take anti-anxiety medication. Mm, as yes, well. yes. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's scary. I'm not against, you know, antidepressants or SSRI medications and things like that. They have their place, but it's scary 
how easy it is to be handed a prescription and not to have any of the underlying causes, whether those be physical or emotional, investigated at all. Yeah. Like if you walk into, you know, some GPs, it can be a matter of, you know, you fit all the diagnostic criteria for anxiety um, and off you go. And without a lot of education around how difficult it can be to come off medication um, and, you know, all of these underlying factors, which if you don't need to go down that path, if there is another way, we can explore that and um, obviously is a much more holistic and long-term solution. And what are the impacts long-term? I mean, I agree. I think all, you know, everything has its place as well. And obviously do your research and, you know, I'm a big fan of always getting a second opinion as well. What are, what are the long-term effects on, on say gut health and on the body and detoxification processes of taking prescription medications as well? Like how does that put mm-hmm. your body out of balance, I suppose? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one because a lot of those types of medications um, and together with some medications that, you know, are supposed to be helping with your gut symptoms like PPIs or, or you know, even the pill, SSRIs, though they're all having an impact on your gut microbiome. So they can be affecting our level of good, inverted commas, good gut bacteria. And so if we're looking at a situation where the gut is so important for every aspect of our health, whether that's mental health, immune health, not to mention, of course, digestive health, we're kind of sort of band-aiding a problem, one, but two, also potentially creating a bit of a a longer-term issue because we're affecting that gut microbiome, which is so important for pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what are your go-tos for boosting gut microbiome while I've got you? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go there. Okay. <laughs> what, are you, what are your kind of go-tos? I know you specialize in this and, you know, we're going to find out more about how people can work with you and your yeah. availability and everything. But what, what, what are your kind of suggested things for people who are yeah. wanting to enhance their gut? Sometimes, look, you'll never really get a straight answer for me on this because I'm always like (laughs) making a disclaimer like it's really an individual thing, but it is because, you know, some pieces of advice will be really beneficial for others and not helpful for other people. So, for instance, you know, like creating a, a diet where you're eating 30 plus different types of plant-based fiber is really good advice for everyone except people who have SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, for example. So for them, those types of fibers might exacerbate things. So in some ways, like dietary things will be individual, but there's definitely some don'ts I would, (laughs) I would suggest that could apply to everybody. So Being careful, like sometimes, obviously, sometimes you do need to take medication and and antibiotics and things, but being aware of the impact that that's having on your gut is important. So if there's another way, you know, don't just take things willy-nilly. Um, can you just repeat that? So don't... Um, don't just take things uh, without really considering the consequences. Yeah. Do you know, like... Sometimes you might have a bit of a throat infection. It could be viral. Well, I mean, it's not, hopefully it's not COVID, but um, uh, 
so, you know, you might just be handed a prescription for antibiotics where you're not that unwell and it's not really necessary. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, trying as much as possible to avoid things like that. But if you do need to take them, using a probiotic afterwards can really help with that. Um, being and, I think, and I think as well that that there's a lot more awareness around like different strains of probiotics mm -hmm. as well yeah. that I think you know 10 or 20 years ago we thought okay just take a probiotic and that will mm -hmm. help but there's yeah. so many different ones now and there's different things to look out for which again is very individualized I love that you say that because Paul is very similar. He's obviously got a really extensive uh, rehab and um, physical exercise and rehabilitation background. And so whenever I ask him anything like movement related, he mm. always answers, oh, well, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like the more you study and the more you know, the more you realise you cannot give blanket instructions to people because yeah. every human is so unique. So yes. I respect that you're doing the best that you can with a very question that I've asked. <laughs> it sounds like I'm trying to skip out on the answers, but no, it, it really no. does depend. As I say, there are, you know, other other things that everyone will benefit from, benefit from like, you know, reducing alcohol, reducing refined sugars, refined carbohydrates, things like that, like more don'ts that will be yeah. beneficial for the gut. Yeah. Um, and one thing that kind of seems like too simple to be effective but is very true is just the way in which you eat. So, you know, taking time so that you can rest, get into that rest and digest phase, breathe, um, because if your body's stuck, you know, it's got the, the switch to the fight or flight response stuck on and you're still like typing away, doing your emails while you're eating your isn't going to be working properly and you know you won't be breaking food down as well so mm. a lot of the time people will really notice that you know like when I eat and I'm distracted or stressed I get a stomachache or get bloated um, and that's yeah advice that really serves everyone is just slow down chew your food breathe um, and really allow your body to get into that rest and digest state Mm, beautiful I definitely think that reminding people that it's so important to focus on the way that you eat and slowing mm. that down and and you know even what you're thinking about and what conversations you're having and all all sorts of things are interrelated so our bodies are so wise aren't they I'm sure mm. you appreciate that as well mm. after all of the years of study and your personal experience so I'm curious you you've been in lockdown for such a long time like I feel like every mm. time I talk to you over the last year <laughs> and a half it's just more of that mm. um, which we laugh about but underneath it all you mm. know it does have its challenges and so mm. what kind of strategies do you personally have that have helped you really navigate this mm, yes it's it, I do laugh about it because it's all I also just want to add that I'm so I feel so lucky to have actually been able to travel to to Adelaide last year or where was it this year um for the it was May was it May yeah, that's crazy it feels like so long ago to me now um I've lost track of time though honestly I <laughs> stay as I don't know what day it is um, but yes, I was very lucky to get there, but it has been challenging, but uh, I guess I've, you know, I've talked about some of the benefits that I've had personally, but that's definitely not everybody's story. And I 
have a lot of clients at the moment, particularly just because it's been so drawn out um, in Melbourne, you know, like we've done this before and we're here again, um, who are feeling lacking motivation, things like that. Mm. Um, Because I think a, a really big thing, you know, there's different challenges involved, but a big thing is, you know, we are social creatures. We are meant to be having connection with people. It's really important for our mental health and, it is good being able to speak to people on Zoom and on the phone and on message, but it, it, you can't recreate that physical um, connection, you know, and how it feels to be in someone's presence. So I think that's, it's really weird and I don't want to use the word unprecedented, but um, it's not something as a collective, you know, any of us have really probably experienced before. So we're all kind of navigating it the best we can but I I've a few things that have been really important to me and made a big difference um I think I mentioned to you this earlier when we were chatting before but just my consumption of news of um case number the daily case numbers (laughs) people arguing on the internet I just have to be really mindful of that um because it can really affect your state of mind it's kind of this fear-based response um so to that end I do in the morning when I wake up before I even pick up my phone and see messages or emails or anything I do either meditation or breath work or some self-hypnosis tracks I've recorded for myself just to set myself up and that's good advice lockdown or not lockdown really um you know, just to set a real intention for my day and and start my day in a way that isn't just panicky (laughs) or stressed or, you know, just busy. So really set the tone. Um, Movement has always been really important outlet for me. Um, And I understand how challenging it is to exercise at home. We don't really have much equipment either. So, but you always feel better for doing it. It, it. it doesn't matter what it is, you know, like whether it's going for a walk um, or, you know, I have, I teach Les Mills, but I've downloaded Les Mills app because I just enjoy, it feels like being in a class when I watch the other people teach it. So it, it gives me that like sense of connection that I used to get from, from running a class. Um so that that really does make a huge difference to your mood and you feel like you might feel like you don't want to, like you don't have the energy for it, but once you do it, you always get that kind of endorphin rush and, and it really helps. Um, for me as well, just purpose. And I think that's why I've particularly this lockdown this year, I haven't struggled as much because I I feel like I have a really strong connection to my purpose with my work and you know I love my seeing my clients and I'm so interested to research for them and um, work with them and on creating some other uh, digital projects so that really keeps me afloat and I think that these kind of lockdowns have really put a spotlight for some people on whether they are kind of living their life in that just get to the weekend mindset or whether they really do 
you know, kind of enjoy their work because there's nothing else going on. You know, you get up, you do your work um, and that's all there is. So <laughs> that's um, a really good point. Yeah, it's definitely highlighted that. I would totally agree with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, I think I'm, I want to say I'm lucky, but it's also obviously, as we've now talked about, it's been quite a journey to get here. But, um, you know, lucky to have work that I really you know, it lights me up. I would do it if I was a millionaire um, mm. still. So that's really good. But if if people don't have that to really seek, you know, and maybe it even isn't something that they want to do for work, maybe it's just a passion project or something that they're interested in studying or learning, like having that thing that lights you up and keeps your brain excited and interested, I think is really important to get through. Well, not just lockdown, I think even outside of lockdown as well. Definitely. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of people that have had the the gift and also the the challenge of reassessing a lot of things. Uh, and you know, my heart definitely goes out to people who are doing what they're passionate about and but are feeling like they can't do it. So business owners that that mm. you know, maybe someone that owns a gym and they've had to have their gym closed for such a long time and it's mm. super challenging. So I think, you know, for anyone listening sometimes yeah taking that time to look at the, the the challenge and the obstacle and okay well what doors is this opening and what are maybe some of the things that I've been resisting doing like for me personally I completely resisted the online space and you know mm. years ago years ago Paul made the suggestion oh, we should really run our training online we should teach NLP online we should do our lab business mentorship online and I was all about the human connection and how important that was and so we were burning ourselves out traveling all around Australia and hardly seeing each other as well which you know really isn't why we started our businesses and um and just you know the last six months with all of the the difficulty we had in the last year of being able to confirm courses could go ahead or not and then with all the you know the uncertainty of borders being open or not we we made the decision to just do our trainings in Adelaide and online and stay here and since making that decision I've had such a similar kind of sense of what you talked about is like just being able to breathe and to slow down and to do less and not being on a plane every second month which is it was really you know it was really lovely at the first few times but then after a few years of doing it you realize oh it's not it's not quite as glamorous living out of a suitcase as you think it is so I think there's a lot of you know, we've, we've got to do that. And I think that this has really taught us to find that resilience inside ourselves and to, to think differently about things and not get sort of stuck. And I was definitely stuck in the one way of doing things mindset. So it's, it's great that it even sort of rattled and shook me out of that comfort zone too. So I just, you know, I love you and I'm so grateful that you shared your wisdom and your insights and you are such an avid researcher and that's why I value your opinion so much. And I would definitely recommend if anyone listening to this podcast to check out jasmine on her socials i'll put all the links in the show notes she's total health with jasmine on instagram i'll also put her website jasminegilbert.com.au if you want to read more or book a consultation so you are working with clients at the moment you're taking on clients yes yeah yep. so all through zoom yeah uh, which like you say you know has opened the doors like i just used to see people in person in melbourne mm-hmm. but now you know have clients everywhere in australia which is really cool so, yes, I'm taking both naturopathy and hypnotherapy clients online. Perfect. Well, I would definitely recommend if you've been feeling like 
you know, you need some assistance around any of the areas that we've talked about or, or you're interested in working with Jasmine, definitely reach out to her. She is a wealth of knowledge and just such a beautiful soul and will be on your on your team for whatever you're working through, especially if maybe you have gone to some places and maybe not got the results or the approach that you wanted. Like, don't give up. I think it's really easy for people to go, oh, well, I've tried all that I can. And if you ever feel like that, like maybe this is something new that you haven't tried or maybe it's someone different that you're now ready for. So definitely recommend linking with you. So any last words or advice for our listeners or anything else that you wanted to, to end with? Oh, well, just really thank you for allowing me to, yeah, share um, my story on your podcast. It's been a real pleasure and I love talking about health. So if anyone really just wants to talk as well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm always available. Yeah, and you share really insightful information as well on your socials. So I'd highly recommend following Jazz for her resources and tips that she is sharing because you're always sharing really powerful content. So thank you so much. Sending you a big hug and uh, love to see you in person for a hug soon. <laughs> yeah, one day we'll get there. <laughs> Thanks so much, Juliet. Thank you. That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more and remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.